Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the OnLive podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. Hello, and welcome to On Life with Helen. Thank you for joining me. This is my second episode on the podcast, and Excited to get uh, the next one out. So I have a little bit of business to take care of. I just want to remind everyone that I give no tax advice nor offer any. Any tax advice that you feel you need, please seek information from your certified tax consultant, CPA, or tax attorney. Also, anyone who decides to liquidate their assets, please consult with your tax advisor first. All right. So one more thing. This podcast is dedicated to all of those who believe in preparing for the future in life and beyond. So I thought I'd pick a really fun topic today. I'm going to start off by saying that uh, when you are looking at getting life insurance, long-term care, any type of coverage, that your agent or broker is your advocate in the process. And the more information you can provide to them up front, the easier it is for them to find the right carrier, the right situation. And so one of the questions when you're applying for life insurance and long-term care and disability is the big marijuana question and CBD use. Yes. So it's kind of funny when you ask the question, you'll either get a really quick no or you'll get a pause and a no. Or sometimes you'll just get the person that says, yeah, you know what? I hang out on the weekends like to smoke a little bit of weed or have trouble sleeping, and I do CBD. So when these things come up, the carriers have become really, really cool about this usage. Now, of course, if you're smoking and toking and doing all that stuff seven days a week, that's not going to be healthy for anybody, and and you'll get declined. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how this works right now, because it's finally loosened up for uh, the last two years, the cares are getting really comfortable. So for most people, if they're using recreational marijuana on or CBD, like, uh, you know, take it to sleep every once in a while, uh, the carers are pretty friendly with that. You know, once a week, once a month, much more than that, you know, you might start to get into a, a smoker rate. So if you use it a couple times a year, once a week, they will keep you certain carriers in the non-smoking class, which is really good because if you get a smoker's rate, uh, those rates can be three or four times as much. And so the reason that I'm bringing this up is 
let your insurance agent or me or a broker that you're working with know that this is something that you do in your spare time. Now, what's kind of funny is I ask everybody these days because I get people from, you know, their 30s all the way up to their 70s and 80s now that are using it for a variety of reasons, using it for sleep, using it instead of a glass of wine, and they just kind of want to relax on the weekends. And so I just, uh, if you get that question answered, I would just be honest with your broker or honest with me and let us find the right carrier. Now, if you are under 25 and you're using it, they're really going to want to know why. And in most cases, that's going to be a decline. So, you know, they're really interested in more mature people who are using it to relax and for other reasons. So just know that uh, if you are just using it here and there, there's about five carriers that are really, really cool with it. And they will keep you in the non-smoking range. So here's the deal, though. You need to admit it up front when you get your exam or on the application. Because if you don't admit it and then they test for it and they find it, uh, the underwriters, they get a little itchy when something is not disclosed on an application. So just remember that when your broker asks you, If you uh, partake in marijuana or CBD, just answer them correctly and let them do their job and find the right carrier for you. Now, if for some reason there was a miscommunication or just, you know, everyone didn't get on the same page and you partake in uh, marijuana or CBD and you end up with a smoker rate, but you're in that recreational thing and the carrier just wasn't a friendly carrier for that, just know that your broker has the opportunity to take your case and reshop it. And now that they have your labs and all of the information and you've, you've had maybe a different conversation with your broker, agent, or me, then that gives us an opportunity to shop it, get to the right carrier. As long as we act quickly, we can get your labs transferred over and just get a new application going goes through the underwriting process a little bit quicker and then gets you to the right place. So that's all I have right now on that particular topic. Uh, Later, if you have any questions, you can email me and you know where to find me, helen at ornellisinsurance.com. And that's helen at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S insurance.com. Our next topic is on smoking. So cigarettes, cigars, vaping, pipe, all that type of stuff. So I just want to clarify one thing right off the bat. Almost every single carrier, if you smoke one cigarette a year, that will put you into the tobacco category. So one cigarette a year will put you into a smoking category. Now, there are some carriers that are very friendly if you chew tobacco. I do have the experience in working with a lot of people in the agricultural area. So ranchers, farmers, they seem to chew a little bit of of tobacco more than some of the others. But there are carriers out there that are very friendly. And if you chew tobacco, they won't rate you as a smoker. So that's just one to kind of put in your hat. The next is uh, pipe smoking. So some carriers are okay with it if you do it, you know, a couple times a year and other carriers, 
one time put you in the smoking category. So again, having that conversation with your broker and giving them all the information gives me and them an opportunity to get out there and do their job and find the right carrier for you. So one of the cool things is cigars. So a lot of you that play golf or you just decide on a weekend that you just want to smoke a cigar, a lot of carriers, they're cool with one a week. Some are one per month. Some are four or less per year. Some are six a year. So the only thing that you need to watch out for is if you're smoking cigars, almost all the carriers right now, except for one that I have, want you to test negative for nicotine. So if you're working on your life insurance you know, field underwriting and your broker asks you if you smoke cigarettes, cigars, or pipes, or chewed tobacco, you know how to answer them with that one. So the other thing, again, I want to stress is that if you don't answer the questions up front and then you test positive for nicotine, again, two things will happen. You could get moved into the tobacco category or if you do test positive and it wasn't on the original application, we can shop it. Sometimes we have to do a little bit of a dance and convince the underwriter that, yeah, maybe you didn't disclose it, but you get how it works now and uh, you've come clean and we can move forward. And with that also, we can kind of move those labs over. So I'm thinking vaping is the other one. So there are some carriers that are okay with occasional vaping, but in most cases, that's going to put you into the tobacco category also. And I also share with my clients, whether you're using marijuana, CBD, or a cigar, don't do that the day before you take the exam. So testing negative for all that stuff is is the best place to be. And so that's my recommendation on those two areas. So I wanted to give you a couple examples of cases that we had last year. One was where a person that I was working with was a a little bit uncomfortable with sharing with me that they did uh, participate in uh, marijuana once in a while. But when they got in front of the examiner, they got a little bit more comfortable. A lot of times people like telling the truth. And so when you're sitting there in front of the examiner, that's usually when it's uh, true confessions, right? And so we went through the process. And when it came back, you know, rated as a as a smoker, because I didn't know this and I picked a different carrier and the premium came back at like, you know, $8,000 a year. And I'm like, holy cow, uh, that's a lot. So we had a discussion and, you know, we shopped it and got it to the right place. And, and we got that premium down to, I don't know, maybe like $1,200 a year. And he was really happy and he kind of understood that the process from there and I was very happy to get him something that that worked in the way that he needed it. I just had another one right now that I'm working on where the underwriter had just kind of looked at the case and didn't quite see all the pieces and, and rated someone a smoker. And I'm working it out with them right now to look at the picture and, and go back and take another look and get that case rated as a non-smoker. This person in particular just smokes cigars maybe three times a year when they're golfing and they tested negative. And so we really shouldn't have a problem. In this case, it would be a pretty easy one to shop and and get it to the right place. So having that broker who is your advocate like I am means that you have someone on your team who's going to listen to your story, get all the information, pick the right carrier, 
And when they need to go to bat for you, they're there to do that. So keep that in mind when you're looking for a broker or an agent, someone like me, you want someone who's going to be there for you and get it done right. This podcast and my next podcast are going to be solo. And then I have lots of people lined up, which will bring a lot of information. I've got clients and people that I work with in the industry and outside of the industry who are going to share their stories and just have some really cool stuff that you can relate to. Or further down the line, if you have something that kind of hits your your plate or your desk that uh, you know where you can go. And you can either listen to one of the podcasts or you can email me and say, hey, On Life with Helen, I have this situation here. Do you have one in your toolbox that uh, can help me out? So one of the other things that we recommend are done on a regular basis or when you have, you know, something that changes in your life is a policy review. And so I'm just going to go through some of the times in which you need a broker or me or your agent to look at your life insurance policy and see if any changes need to be made. Do you need another one? And so I'm just going to talk about the ones. They're pretty common sense, but we get busy with life. And and sometimes these things just sit on the back burner. And then that policy is not really doing the job that it's intended to do. Because as you get older or life changes, you need that policy to do different things. And so you should be meeting with your broker or meeting with me every you know two to three years and just take a look at it and, and see where it's at. So Let's start with a couple of ideas that might, um, in January, maybe you put it on your list to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to get this done this year. So change in marital status is probably one of the big ones. Whether you're getting married or you're getting divorced, if you have current life insurances in place, you might want to look at that beneficiary. So who is the beneficiary? When you're getting a divorce, you may want to just review with your attorney how and when you can can make some of those changes. I make no advice to anybody. That's what your attorney is for, and that's why that's a really good time to look at that policy because you may have to leave that person on there as a beneficiary, which might require you to get a new life insurance policy to cover your new spouse and family. So that's a really good time to take a look at that. You know, getting a new home, that's always a good time. Covering that mortgage. I hear, oh, I need life insurance because in case uh, I die, I want my spouse to pay off the mortgage. You know, that is and could be a good strategy. But a lot of times I tell people, you know what, for the mortgage, why don't you just kind of think about what does it look like for two or three years to give that person an opportunity to just, you know, grieve and get through the process and get back on their feet. Because sometimes they may not stay in that home. Someone might come into their life and they start over again. Kids may leave and the house may be too big or, you know, just things change. And so when you're looking at getting life insurance to cover a mortgage, just, you know, think about two or three years, leave enough money in case you do want them to pay it off, but just kind of think about that strategy. And if you have any questions, I'd be happy to help you with them. So getting a job promotion or job change is a really good time to look at it. You know, has your salary gone up? Are you getting a killer bonus? Is your current life insurance maybe a little underfunded? And and do you need to get something to kind of make that extra bump up? Because, wow, you did a great job or 
you know, you started your own business and your income is much higher and your opportunity for income has gotten greater and you want to make sure that your family is covered for that. Probably the number two is taking on debt. And this is especially for business owners. If you're taking a loan out or you're buying equipment, buying a building, and a bank has asked for some collateralization or your business partners, you're taking on debt because maybe you're purchasing the business from one of your partners. This is a really good time to think about life insurance to secure that debt or collateralize to make sure if anything happens that uh, you can take care of that right away with tax-free, in most cases, tax-free benefit as compared to liquidating company assets or just burning through all your cash. The next place to look at is when you have a new child or grandchild in the family. So I am a huge, huge advocate for getting life insurance on children when they're young because you just want to make sure that you have that insurability for them should anything happen. And the really cool strategy that I like to have people think about is in the future with long-term care. So if you can get a policy in place for your child or grandchild, you know, have a really small premium amount, uh, have it be in a place where it has an increasing death benefit and cash. And then you would be amazed to see what happens when somebody is getting to be 75 or 85. There is a nice little bucket there for any type of life event that they might have. And they're not going to be 50 or 60 years old uh, trying to get a long-term care policy because some of us may know what that's like. Those premiums can be really, really hefty. So getting your child or grandchild covered with life insurance, like within the first year or so, is highly recommended. And just let that thing chug along. And when you think the time is right, it can be gifted to them and they can be responsible for that policy, maybe even making the premium payments at some point in time. And, uh, you know, when you're working with someone like me, I'm always going to recommend that you only get it, pay premiums up to age 65 or 70. So nobody's having to, to make those premium payments in retirement. So that's probably one of my hot buttons right now. For those of you that are, you know, thinking about long-term care, you know, set your children and grandchildren up. They will be very, very happy that you did. So life concerns, that is a really good time. And I think we spoke about this a little bit in the last podcast. When your health changes, that is really like number three. That's when you break out that policy and you have your agent or me take a look at it and say, okay, My health has changed. I don't know what it's going to look like, but what can I do with what I have? How can I get this policy to work for me now and in the future and help my family? Because maybe I don't know how things are going to turn out, but getting someone to do that policy review and let you know what your options are is a really, really good idea because it just helps you with planning as much as you can in the future when you have a health event that's happened. So a change in your estate plan is always a good time. You know, some people may come come in and out of your life. So you want to make sure as you're doing your estate planning that that policy that maybe you've set aside into a trust to take care of taxes is doing the job that it needs to do. So, of course, you're going to work with your CPA and uh, maybe a financial planner and and a, a broker like me to kind of help you navigate what that might look like. So starting a business, I think we spoke a little bit about that. 
uh, if you sold or acquired assets. That's another time because, you know, it's not always about getting more life insurance. Sometimes uh, when we get older, it's time to lower that death benefit or find another way to use it for the new chapter in your life. And, you know, the loss and gain of business partners, always, always a really good time to look at that. I have three stories that I want to share with you along these lines of how you can set up your child, grandchild, and just how you can use some of these policies during a review and figure out some really cool stuff to do. So I have uh, one client who has a daughter who is going to be out there in the world and purchased a life insurance with accelerated benefit riders, which we kind of spoke about the new insurance. And he put this thing in place. And when you look at how it's going to be there for her, I think uh, she's, I don't know, 12 maybe right now. And when she is 65 or 85, they have really set her up with a nice uh, bucket that's going to be there for long-term care. Now, She's not going to have to worry about anything else. Uh, The folks, uh, her grandparents and parents are setting her up really good. But this long-term care event could potentially wipe somebody out. So they've decided to invest a little bit of money now, get her a policy so that in the future, if she has any health issues, that she can access that cash or the death benefit rider for the accelerated critical, chronicle, or terminal illness which a lot of people refer to now as the new life insurance. I had another client who uh, had a granddaughter graduating from high school and uh, being the, the good grandpa that he is, he also was concerned for the future and long-term care and just having something in place in case something happened. So for a high school graduation gift, he put this policy in place for her and he was pretty excited to give her something that, that would be around for a while, right? When you give money or cash or, you know, something that's uh, more tangible, sometimes it doesn't last as long, right? So something that is tangible but intangible, like a life insurance policy, uh, the older she gets, uh, she'll be thanking her grandfather for a very, very, very long time. So uh, the next one that I have is a business owner who is starting to transition his business over to his son. And they had an extra, sort of speak, key person policy that they really didn't need for the business. And this business owner was also looking for an opportunity to kind of cover his long-term care uh, possible events or just to have some cash in the future. So he had a million-dollar policy, really good health rating on it. So we looked at converting it, which we did, and we converted it to an indexed universal life down to 500000 And in doing this, uh, he has started to get a, a buildup of cash inside of that policy, a death benefit that's growing, and uh, he still has some, some time on his side. So when he kind of hits that pocket of 84 and 85, there is enough time for him to have some cash in there to, number one, either kind of cash out, take a loan to maybe supplement uh, some retirement income. Of course, always talk to your tax advisor first. And most importantly, having some money there that he can go to first uh, for any type of long-term care event. So 
Those are three different things that had come out of having a review of life insurance policies and what do I do with them? I've got some extra money. Can I take care of my kids and my grandkids? And so I just wanted to make sure that I could share those with you today. During that review, there are some other areas that you can move into once you kind of take care of the basics that we've been talking about. And that's when you can talk about retirement planning, college funding, survivor benefit planning, which I'll come back to, estate planning, planning for parents, charitable giving. Sometimes you might have a a special needs child that you may need to kind of put that together. What we like to do a lot of is business and executive benefits. And if you're not sure what that is, Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner, give me a call. Be happy to talk to you about all the amazing products and opportunities that are out there right now to help with that. Uh, Business continuation as well. So the survivor benefit planning is always kind of a fun one. That's uh, referred to as uh, sometimes a, a survivor universal life or a second to die. And that's when a couple will purchase one policy and it usually will, the death benefit will be paid out when the second person passes away. And that can help with uh, taxes in most cases and maybe some unfinished business for the uh, executors of an estate or just uh, children needing to take care of business. So that is one that I also like doing because it's a, there's a lot of different things that you can do with that one in particular. So that's your survivor benefit planning or a second to die policy. If you are a business owner and you want to try and take care of some of those potential taxes and stuff like that, again, consult with your financial planner, your tax advisor and your CPA and see if that's a, a program that can kind of help you in the future to mitigate some of that stuff. My call out for you is to get those policies out of those drawers and filing cabinets, or if you keep them in your computer, maybe jot in your calendar in the month of January, uh, break them out, take a look at them, you know, check the beneficiary, uh, see if, uh, if it's enough. Do you need more? Do you need less? Uh, make an appointment with me or your broker or agent and just go through them and just say, hey, you know what? Like, what do these policies look like? This is what my life is like now. And uh, help me figure out what I need to do. So highly recommended. A thing on your list for January, starting off the year right. Okay, so a little recap. I'm going to do one more solo podcast, and then I'm going to start bringing my peeps on so that you can get some real-life stories If you want to be a guest or you have questions or a topic, please email me at helen at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S insurance.com and we'll get that done for you. So let's recap real quick, right? If you smoke marijuana or use CBD and you're looking at getting a new policy, please just be up front with your agent or me so that we can get you to the right place. If you smoke one cigarette a year, you are a smoker. If you smoke cigars, vape, chew tobacco, use nicotine and other forms, there are some opportunities for you if you're upfront with your broker to have them find the right carrier for your particular situation. Okay, so thank you so much for spending time with me today. And I look forward to a time when we have our guest on. It's always fun to have two people talking 
and I will be talking to you soon. All right. Take good care, everybody. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, Helen at OrnellosInsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S Insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond. Thank you.